Hello, my lovelies. Today, I'm thrilled to have Mitra Manesh. She's a mindful living educator. Welcome to the show, Mitra June. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for being here. You're glowing. You look beautiful. And uh, thank you so much for your time and effort. I had a pleasure of meeting Mitra June in at UCLA a few years back. So it was always in my mind that I have to um, continue the dialogue. And uh, that way, my audience could get introduced to Mitra and her wonderful work. Thank you for being here. Um, Mitra, tell us a little bit about yourself. Mm -hmm. So first of all, pleasure to be here. And uh, what I do is um, I teach, coach, mindful living. There are a few ways I do that. First of all, I was into mindfulness about 35 years ago. So it was something that came from my own experience of being um, homeless. Um, by that, I don't mean I was on the street, but homeless from the sense of had, having to leave my country and live around the world. So um, mindfulness became a tool for me to really, you know, just, just live my life in a better way. And then it became the way I actually worked with other people. So I um, do one-on-one -on -one coaching about mindful living. I teach, as you mentioned, at UCLA. I teach classes on mindful living, not meditation and not just mindful meditation, but also at mindful living. And I also take mindfulness to workplaces. Wonderful. Um, I'm a big fan. And for audience who may not know the difference, and it's sometimes difficult to ask, what would be the difference between a mindfulness and meditation? Or uh, what are those? Uh, how would you differentiate? So meditation is uh, a tool for being living mindful. And there are so many other tools. There are many, many different tools. And um, meditation is only one tool. And ideally, what, what mindful living is that I will be the way I meditate. So all those good things about mindfulness, which is being aware, being present, being curious, being compassionate, being accepting, that's great for like 20 minutes a day. Can I live like that? Can mm. I interact with my loved ones like that? Can I work like that? Can I disagree with you like that? Can I drive like that? You know, sure. so the idea is to really live like the way that we practice if we do have a practice. And that's the difference between mindful living and meditation or different kinds of meditation. Sure. I love that. As a yogi, we always say, take your practice off the mat. So it's great that we practice in our yoga studio and it's just namaste at the end. And then like when you want to drive out of the parking lot, you want to like screech out and you know <laughs> flip off the other driver. <laughs> so that's why you say, take your practice off the mat. It kind of resonates with me that that's what you mean when you meditate. It's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. But then if you can continue that mindful living, it's just... Uh, it's it's much more effective. It's like a lifestyle. Um, I also test. That's what is it? That's the whole test. Yes. Can I? So that's great. I'm like all you know, um, wonderful on my cushion, as you call it. 
So <laughs> the question is then, what do I do in action? Sure. And that's the true test, really. Sure. Sure, but when you are actually exposed to the events. Another thing is uh, the story of the monk that is in the cave. And then, uh, or uh, monk is just a word that I'm using, uh, uh, but as somebody who's in cave and they just like, so at peace, so good for years and years. And then they're like, okay, hey, uh, your visa is expiring. You need to go renew it at the embassy. And he's like, all right, I will go to the embassy now. And then he goes to the embassy and they're like, oh, no, 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 you gotta go to the other building. And then he goes to the other building. They're like, no, 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 you got to go to the other building. They're like, oh, then you had to go at that, stand in the back of that line. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we are closed for lunch now. Come back at three. Then the monk goes crazy and he's like, throw it all away. So that's what comes to mind that when it's actually, it's put at test. How do we do? And uh, it's constant challenge, uh, you know, getting off the track, getting back on track. But you have provided a, beautiful tool that I have been obsessed with since I have logged into your app called inner map. Tell us about that. I have so much to talk about, but I want you to introduce it. Mm, thank you. So inner map is the, the, as far as we know, and we've done some research, it's the first mindful living app. It's not a meditation app, even though we offer meditation. And the way I teach and my classes are usually um, quite lively is yeah. that I use a lot of um, stories. Right. So this whole idea of this app was, can I teach mindfulness without sounding like I'm teaching? Sure. And the idea was like the best way. And I, and I have dyslexia, so I don't understand concepts the way other people do. So I understand through stories, I examples, colors, paintings, poetry, and that's exactly what this app is all about. So we, we have basically a few things. One is that is the teaching of mindfulness through very short stories. And they're both, both stories that I teach and also stories that people send in, in their own voice, which is very interesting. The other one is what comes in the way of mindful living mm -hmm. is that the mind chatter never stops. Mm -hmm. And many people say they cannot meditate. Just because you can't meditate doesn't mean you can't live mindfully. So we thought, okay, what, what do we offer people who can't meditate but are really interested in mindful living? And that's where the science and art get moved in together and had a beautiful ceremony of marriage in, in our app. And that was um, what we call smart sounds, which is based on the science of um, sounds and, and mind. Mm -hmm. It allows you, if I could call it that, I can't, so I won't, but uh, it's what meditates you when you can't meditate. Mm. So frequencies that are, you know, played in different ears, and that's why you need to have a headphone, um, headset. What happens is the difference between two frequencies. So say this is one of five, this is 100. Mm -hmm. So five is what the mind, the frequency that the mind picks up. Mm -hmm. And that those numbers are associated with certain state for the mind. So if I want to calm my mind, I listen to this. If I want to activate my mind, I'm too sluggish. I need some energy. I need to motivate myself. Then I listen to different. So it's stories. These are smart sounds. And then we also offer mindfulness uh, sort of... Uh, I have a podcast and yes. I answer questions, quite interactive. People send in their questions and I answer them and we have streaming and podcasts. It's a lot happening. It's beautiful. 
actually when I uh, logged in, I love the simplicity of the app. And at the same time, it's so whole for me. It has all the things that could, all the tools that I could use. As you said, the smart sound, if, if I want to go to sleep or if I need to focus, I use some of those. And he said that you need to use um, full audio. I think that was a full audio mode that I need to use my AirPods. And also the stories. I really love the stories. It was a story of unity and story of, um, there was another story. And what I love about it is that uh, also in, in your bio, it says that you incorporate Western training with Eastern wisdom. And that's what came through for me through your stories. Uh, I very much enjoyed that. I would love to hear you more talk about that, um, you know, just weaving the West and East through your work. Mm, great question, actually, Saya. You know, it's really about the feminine and the masculine. So the idea is that the East is the feminine and the West, sorry, the, the West is the feminine and the East is the masculine. Mm. And we all have, by the way, these are energies. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, gender. I'm talking about the energies we hold. So you and I, um, as, as two professional women, we probably hold a lot of masculine energy. That's the East in us. Mm. And then there is the West, which is the nurturing and, and more feminine energy. The idea is to bring, it's the integration of the two. It's the mind and the heart. It's the feminine and the masculine. It's the creativity and applicability of it. So that's basically what has my work has been all about. I, I mean, I'm... I'm a mother, I, I take care of my mother, I have a lot of feminine in me, but also in business, I'm, I'm, I'm in application of things and what to do and decisions, there is the masculine in me, in the application of everything, not just my business. And that's the East and West, and as you know, um, I am from Iran, and that was the uh, the Western and the Eastern part of me that sort of, and then I was raised in the world, basically around the world. So the idea was to bring these two and benefit from both of them because we bring a lot of richness from where we come from. And I also have been benefiting from a lot of richness in, you know, the, the other world that I entered. So that's the East and the West. And I probably have mixed them up because I have dyslexia. And I, that's the whole idea. I call the East and West and the West and the East. But it's basically the feminine and masculine coming together, the integration of the mind and the heart. Beautiful. Dyslexia is your superpower. I have dyslexia too. It's our superpower. <laughs> that's, how, that's what I feel. <laughs> It, it's beautiful. Thank you for sharing with us. I know you I have read your story a little bit. And uh, I know you have traveled the world, you were in Australia, and then you followed your passion. Um, before, was there a time that before you, now this is your full time dedicated career as a mindful uh, living coach? Have you tried any other gigs or any other jobs? Oh, God, ask me what I haven't tried. That I can <laughs> List. Yes, I've done a lot of other things. I would, I'm a former human rights commissioner. I was a human rights commissioner in, um, in Canada. And um, I also did a lot of work with the media. I was a commentator um, on, and, and a panelist on uh, CBC in Canada again and Omni TV. 
I even created a show um, in 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 the, on their sort of a I think it was around 2001, uh, as far as I can remember, when I lived in Toronto. So there was a TV, there was the um, the human rights activities, and and I ran organizations both for profit and non profit. There was a multicultural council. I was the executive director of the multicultural council. I was an adjudicator, which basically in a more British system. Uh, is the judge of a very specific part of the law. So I've, I've done some work in that area. Yes, many, many things. So, you, yeah, so you have uh, experienced other aspects of, um, you know, working in, a, working in a different environment and um, doing different things. So uh, you are so at peace and you're so rich uh, in your energy that uh, one would think that the, you know, when you came out of the womb of your mom, you decided to be a mindfulness, uh, mindful living uh, coach, because it's just, it's, it's like, it's so you. So that's why I was interested to know if you had anything else before that. What is your upcoming, do you have any upcoming projects that we should know about anything that uh, we could support? Sure. Thank you. So there are a few things. First of all, I wanted to say about the inner map. We made it almost free. I mean, we just uh, wanted to make sure there is some kind of exchange, but it's at 99 cents a month. I mean, mm-hmm. 99 cents. I mean, we. I wanted to make it free, to be honest with you, but then we decided to, to really bring a bit of obligation and, and exchange. We made it so it's very affordable. I really invite people to check it out, and more importantly, send us their mindful stories. This is exactly what we're looking for. So my heart warms up every time I receive a mindful story, or it could be just a page from their journal. It's that sharing, or it could be a poem that they've written that they feel they want to share with other people. So that's the first thing I wanted to use your platform to ask people and invite people to send us their mindful stories. There are too many negative stories these days. We need to have some more supportive, mindful stories. Uh, I always have some ongoing classes, and the way people can find out about that is to go to my name, uh, mitramanesh.com slash courses. Those are my live classes that I uh, teach through UCLA Health, uh, Mindful Awareness Research Center, and also we really package the the whatever we have. Um, they do a lot of mastering and editing, and they have a store that for previous courses, if they sound good to them, they can go and purchase them. So mitramanesh.com slash store. You can always check it out and, and see what's happening. And I do a lot of free stuff. We had a huge event um, for literally the New Year's Eve. We had uh, you know people who didn't have any place to go, and we were all stuck, and we had a live program free. And... Um, Thousands of people participated. It was very, very enriching and fulfilling. So just check out mitramanesh.com and see what's going on in, in our... Wonderful. I also know that you have coached uh, big organizations such as Hugo Boss, CAA, Christian Dior. So how how is it working with corporate, uh, training through corporation, or working with the individual? What would be the difference? Mm-hmm. Actually, that's an extremely deep question because individuals, organizations behave very much 
like other smaller units, like individuals, and more importantly, like families. So what I do is when I go in, normally what happens is I do executive coaching for decision makers and then do once they want to change their culture or change something, communication style or resolution style, then I do a larger training for the rest of the staff because it's not possible to do one-on-one -on, -one on everybody. But what's interesting is that uh, organizations usually bring me in and say, go and change the staff. And I say, well, what about you? They say, oh, no, we want them to change. I say, uh, that's great, but you need to all change together. There's not like something I go and just change people. It's really an agreement. It's not that different, not that different, except that's a collective agreement. And this one, the individual one, is the individual agreement. Both of them have the same method to understand that for change happening anywhere outside of me, it needs to start inside of me. And it's the same thing that I go through with organizations and individuals. Let's talk about mindfulness. If you want to simply, so someone maybe doesn't, so what is mindfulness? What do you mean? Like, what is the difference between me driving mindfully and not driving mindfully? What's the difference between a mindful living and non-mindful living? So could you please touch up on that? Yes. So mindfulness has many different definitions. I've, I've coined my own simple one. Um, I define mindfulness as being uh, present to our, our, whatever is going on for us, aware, present, and accepting while being compassionate and curious. So I, I talked about four words. One was present. So what do you mean? I'm here. You know, you may ask me, what do you mean, Mitra? I'm mm -hmm. here. Can you see me? Mm -hmm. I say, yeah, I see your body. Where is your attention right now? Mm -hmm. So your attention, when your attention meets your body, meaning I'm here with you and my attention is also here with you, that's when I'm present. Because what are the options? I can be here and I would be thinking, oh, what did I do this morning? I should have really said that in my meeting. So my attention is in the past. Or I'm here and I'm thinking like at four o'clock today, I have another meeting. What, what should I, I think I should prepare. So I'm in the future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm not saying we should never go to the past or future. I'm saying we need to go with awareness. So the second one comes in, the awareness. Awareness means knowingly, basically. Mm -hmm. So usually people confuse awareness with presence. So your dog is quite present. If, if you look at them, they're just like completely present. If you go like this, they go, they, they notice everything, but they may not have the awareness. We have the awareness. Mm -hmm. So I know what's going on. I'm here. I'm not in the past. I'm not in the future. These are two aspects, awareness, presence, and then accepting because I say present may not be pleasant. So I'm very aware, but I'm in pain emotionally or physically. Can I accept that this is life and then what do I do from it? It's not an activity, it's like really knowing what's going on. So awareness, presence, acceptance. Now we go to emotions. How do I do it compassionately? Compassionately. Compassion for me and compassion means kindness at difficult times and compassion for whoever else is involved. And curiosity is the opposite of judgment. So I'm really curious to know about your work as opposed to I've already made up my mind and I say, I think your work is like this. So curiosity says, I want to know. Judgment says, I know and I don't like it, by the way. 
you better do it this way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. These are the five aspects of mindfulness, being aware and accepting of our present moment experience with a sense of curiosity and compassion. Long answer to a short question. Beautiful, so rich, something that it should I should write and put it in front of somewhere that I can look at it like on a fridge or something, because it's repetition of that it brings me back to what's important. I and think you can just pick one of them, by the way. Just pick one aspect and for a whole week, just say, let me see if I can be compassionate. Compassion. Or can I be curious? Can I just, this week, I'm really curious. I wonder. So I always say, instead of worrying, wonder. I wonder. When you wonder, you become wonderful. Full of wonder. Oh. Beautiful. I love that the word swap that you did. That's one of my favorite things to do. Pay attention to the words that I speak. And you said, instead of worrying, wonder. Wonder. That's beautiful. Wonder it has a spark in it, but worry has a little bit of a negative uh, energy in it. So that, that's a beautiful word swap that I learned. Um, for today, for our audience that uh, are watching you right now, um, you, you spoke about that long sentence, but you said you can pick one and work on that. What can they do on their daily, something simple, something that most people deal with to practice mindfulness by, by doing that? Some example that they can start implementing today. Mm -hmm. Great. So one thing that I usually do is any new thing they start, and by, don't, by that I don't mean necessarily a new place. So I pick up the phone. I start working. I wake up. I wake up. What mind does, and that's the job of the thinking mind, it will immediately goes to what's wrong. So you wake up and you think it's Wednesday. Oh, and it tells you all the things that may be wrong or are wrong. Okay. So to bring balance to that, you change the question. I open my eyes and I say, what's right? What's right with today? Well, I woke up. Sun is shining. I have a pillow. It doesn't need to be a big thing. Mm -hmm. I can move my hand. Anything is good. So ask what is right in order to bring balance to what is wrong because your mind automatically is always checking to see because it's in survival mode to sure. see what's wrong. So oh, you, sure. you, see, you go to a restaurant, you sit there, sit, it's too cold. That's the first thing you see like or say or feel. Sure. It's too cold. It's uh, too busy. There are not enough people. There is like basically you're answering the question, what is wrong? And I want you to become intentional and ask yourself, wherever you go, whenever you start something, you enter a meeting. We, we started this session. Sure. What is that? And you actually did that because the first thing you said before we started, uh, you know, recording, you said what was right with, with whatever we started doing. <laughs> That's exactly I wanted to to leave people with. Beautiful. Be intentional to ask that question because your mind will never ask that question for you. Mm -hmm. It's always asking what is wrong and you need to balance it with what is right. Okay, I heard you. Yeah, it, it may be truly cold. It may be truly not a good place. Is there anything right about this? Sure, sure. I love that. I love that because another thing is to um, bring it back to what you say, power of our words. I always emphasize on that. I always work on that. I'm, I'm in process of creating a project on that. Because again, what is right is positive. 
gratitude is positive. Um, instead of saying, I don't want to, it's okay. Say, I want to, I don't like, I don't want to eat this. You can say, well, I want to eat that. I want to uh, save it for later. Just those, I don't, I can't, uh, those things, if we eliminate those, it just, um, it lifts up the energy. Uh, I have practiced that a lot myself and I always encourage people around me, say positivity, say positive words around me. Po words are very, <laughs> I'm very uh, sensitive to words. Um, Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. It's certainly not enough. I hope that you will come back and we can talk more on the show. And uh, I really invite everyone to sign up to Mitra's app called Inner Map. That's the best thing you can do for yourself in 2021. I have been enjoying it. She has put a lot of work into it for us. So let's uh, take advantage and uh, benefit from it. Thank you so much, Mitra Ju. Thank you, Sarah John. Very good to be with you. Have a great day. You too.